fellas. Well, morning. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. First things first, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we can be pretty good, eh? Good. Busy, right? I know you got a ton of oh, interviews around this time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been doing like up to about eight or ten interviews a day. So, um, and then trying to fit that in between practice scheduling as well is uh, is pretty wild. How much fun is it answering the same questions over and over again, so to speak? Oh, we try and make it interesting, mate. We, um, yeah, we always try and make interviews interesting because that is just a fact of uh, being a band, I guess, is you are going to get asked the same questions more than once. So well, yeah. it's good to have some, uh, some creativity up your sleeve for that. Hopefully, hopefully. Unfortunately, I'm not going to start with creative one at all. No doubt you've been asked this a lot, but I'm going to check in as well. Guys, the last 18 months or so, pandemic time, how you boys been coping? Um, honestly. Pretty well. Uh, we've just gone into another lockdown here, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's we're pretty fortunate in the fact that we are out of Auckland at the moment, so that means we can still practice uh, on a daily basis, and we're able to drive to each other's houses and do all of that. Um, but uh, that being said, I mean, I guess COVID has definitely uh, had its impact on what we do as band. And, uh, you know, pretty much everything we've, we've done over the last few years, we've had to really plan for the worst kind of COVID case. <laughs> and um, thankfully, that hasn't really been happening here in New Zealand. So fingers crossed it doesn't happen elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed it continues to go as, as well as it has been for New Zealand. Do, when you, when you uh, sort of look out at the rest of the world, and I guess I can use my country, for example, UK, and see how uh, we've handled it compared to New Zealand. Oh, do you think you're fortunate? Definitely. Also, I think uh, being kind of right at the edge of the world and pretty secluded from everyone else. And, you know, there's only 5 million people in New Zealand. So I feel like there's there's a few factors that helps with that regard. But definitely, like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Mm. Oh, I like that, yeah. What about staying in a positive mind frame? Can you point out anything specific that's kind of helped you throughout this particularly rough period? Focus on uh, art and music pretty much. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's generally what's kept us going most of our lives. So, um, you know, as, as far as um, actually having to change much about our the way we think about anything, I think we haven't actually had to make a huge change in, in terms of things like that. So well, yeah, just focus on our music is definitely something that has kept us going. Well, there's a positive and love there that you've been able to do that because from the biggest to the smallest bands around the entire world, every country has been ground to a halt effectively. Yeah. So, yeah. Guys, it's been, it's been three years since uh, your phenomenal debut album too. And there's no denying things have obviously changed a fair bit. Do you feel as though you've had three years of growth as we get closer to release of uh, the sophomore album, Tangara? It's kind of hard to say what three years of growth is, but I mm. definitely think there is a lot of growth um, between writing our first album and doing this one. Um, and part Actually, that's because the, the first album, some of those songs, uh, Lewis was 12 and I was like 14 when we 
when we wrote them. So, um, you know, it's a very different time frame uh, in our lives. So we definitely weren't as good uh, musically. And I think uh, the current album really shows that, um, you know, we, we've got a lot more kind of progressive in the way we write stuff and, and kind of, I guess, more in depth with how we kind of put things together especially keeping like a live feel in mind as well for a lot of the songs. Yeah, it's interesting, that live side. I want to get to something about that in a bit, sort of a memory thing as well. But first things first, talking of which, Tangara, it's we're just over a week. It's Thursday today, so we are, what, eight days away from release. Where's your head at right now? Are you kind of at that stage where you're sick of it and you just want it out so people can hear it, or are you still pretty stoked? Um. I'm I'm stoked, yeah, pretty stoked with it, but I'm definitely, you know, keen for people to hear it. I mean, I've been, you know, obviously showing friends and family, um, and everyone everyone seems to like it, so that seems to be a good sign, you know. Um, there is kind of a nervousness there, I guess, of you know, how's how's the general fan base going to react to it all? Um, because you know, we obviously love the album and really want people to hear it but at the same time you never know what your general fan base is going to think until it's actually out so and um, also every, a, everyone's a lot braver behind a keyboard than in person <laughs> yeah and i guess yeah there's a there's an aspect of the uh, kind of hurry up and wait side of things for us at the moment which uh you know there's not much more waiting to do so that's that's a good thing <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the reaction to the singles, I mean, that must have eased your mind a little bit because it's been phenomenally positive just to what you've released so far. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, just looking at, you know, the amount of people getting on there and going, oh, my God, you know, I cannot wait for the album. Um, it's, it's really good to see. And so hopefully that does get reflected um, when the time comes. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's an amazing album. You guys have um, continued to immerse listeners in historical stories and cultural heritage of the Maori people throughout this new album, as you did, well, as this will make up. How important is it still, as well, years later, to, to continue to tell these stories and give outsiders a different perspective on your heritage? I, I think it's... Um... I don't see it as something the band will ever stop doing. It's such a kind of part of the band's identity now. Um, and I feel like, for me at least, like when I'm writing, that is really when I'm doing my best uh, lyric writing as well as when I'm writing in Māori. Um, so for me, um, I, I don't see myself stopping what we're currently doing. So yeah, it's hugely important. and. Um, you know, being able to share stories of our, our history and New Zealand's history with people uh, from all over the world, as well as New Zealanders who uh, possibly aren't in the know, I guess, of, of a lot of these things is really fantastic. Do you guys see yourself as kind of champions of peeling back the curtain and showing a different side to New Zealand beyond the popular culture side? So like, you know, people from the UK look at New Zealand and they think, uh, Sheep, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, and um, that aspect. Whereas yourselves showcasing this deeper and more meaningful history 
do you kind of see yourselves as the champions of that? That's a that's a complicated question. I I, I definitely feel like we have kind of become like I guess a part of mm. a part of seeing that curtain, but spreading the culture. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think um, you know for us it's it's always just been about writing about what we're passionate about. So uh, I guess inadvertently we have become part of that whole situation, but it was never our intention to, um, I guess, become, you know, a, an integral piece to that as such. But it is such a rare thing in metal, uh, you know, coming from New Zealand and having an aspect. So if it's effectively a baton handed it to you, you're happy enough to run with it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's been amazing seeing how many people have, have picked this up and don't understand a word we're saying eh? you know but then they're inspired to go and find out more which is um you know i i guess in a way the music inspired us you know we, when we wrote that first song we had no idea how it would really go down hmm. and so seeing that reaction inspired us to keep going with it and and i guess continue evolving how we tell these stories as well the evolution is super important i think it's well worth noting as well on the new album you know it's not just the Maori stuff you're touching upon you're also going to detail about things like uh climate change is this a subject that you feel incredibly passionate about or is it something that you kind of say we should all be thinking about both i definitely think it's both i mean I guess the thing that that sparked me was um, last year I was going out for a surf with, with one of my friends just after a storm, and I was pretty blown away by the amount of plastic I saw washed up on the shore. Um, and I mean, you know, obviously it's a it's a pretty widely known issue, and a, a lot of people are talking about it. But there's a lot of people that shy away from it as well. Like mm. they they just don't want to accept that global warming is a thing and that um you know by like 2050 we're gonna lose most of the life in our oceans it's it's something that a lot of people just kind of live life and not think about and they just go about their everyday life not particularly thinking about you know what their actions will do to affect them and the entire world in the next 25, 30, 40 years. Do you kind of think it's fear or ignorance or just a general distraction by all the other things constantly going on around us? I mean, it it could be a combination of things, but I feel like, you know, a lot of people who um, just deny the fact that we are in kind of a global crisis um, in terms of our ecosystem are, I guess, somewhat ignorant and possibly haven't had that knowledge shared with them at any point in their life and and you know i guess it's something we're trying to do as a band is just kind of push that message and and say hey look this is a real thing that we should be talking about and you know that things need to start happening that's completely fair and uh you know we've got a platform why not use it 
exactly. In addition, guys, there's a couple of special sort of mentions uh, from the album that really do stand out, I think. A couple of tracks uh, de deal with more localised and personal experiences. We're talking about Unforgiving and Buried Underground in particular here. Considering the themes of these themes surrounding these songs, was the decision to sing in English made to emphasise what you wanted to say here? Yeah, so I feel like... I feel like... I'm trying to think of how to word it. Um, I feel like those songs are definitely kind of trying to almost relate to people who are also feeling that way. Um, and only about 3% of New Zealanders can actually speak Māori. So it's, I feel like we write in Māori when we need to write in Māori and we write in English when we need to write in English. And in this case, it kind of, you know, about right to write um, about these things in English, you know, um, because they are, you know, quite personal experiences, I guess, that I think a lot of people go through. Um, and I feel like that's just the way to kind of connect to a, a few more people in that way. You, I presume you're pretty aware, I mean, being musicians and listening to music yourself, that that connection between uh, an artist perhaps singing about a subject that's directly affecting you can have a massive impact on a person's mm -hmm. mind frame. I guess for you guys, your hope is, the dream is that if one person is affected by one of these songs in a positive way, then you've succeeded, right? Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we've already done that, but there's no point in stopping now, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, for me growing up, like music in more on more than one occasion helped me through some really horrible times in my life. So like I I understand kind of where it all comes from for musicians. It's awesome that you guys are touching upon subjects like that because they are very difficult, even though they've become more prevalent to talk about in modern days, they are still incredibly difficult to to put into words and songs yeah. yeah and i mean um i guess with the songs as well i mean lewis and i aren't exactly the best at articulating our thoughts there on the spot and when we write songs about it we know exactly how we want to put it together and we can work on it and make it the message that we want rather than you know, stumbling over our words, um, which I think is another big part of, I guess, why we've chosen to do this instead of being, uh, I don't know, inspirational speakers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a form of inspirational speaking, guys. Um, obviously, over the last couple of years, since you kind of rose up, you've been touted as the next big thing in rock and metal, championed by the mainstream metal press and millions of fans around the world. I have to ask you, how the hell do you cope with that pressure? Uh, Don't think about it too hard, but um, use it to, I guess, push yourself. I mean, I feel like at times it is a lot for me. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I kind of have to remind myself that I'm literally doing what I love and this is like us, I guess, succeeding at what of what we've wanted to do since we were young. So sometimes you just kind of 
got to remind yourself, like, would you rather be doing this or would you rather be waking up and working a nine to five every day of your life? Because I, I couldn't do that. And millions of people around the world, guys, are hearing your music and touched by it. I mean, that's the reward, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we absolutely appreciate them, you know, for being there and, and supporting us in that way. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult to not let it get to your head sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, we're going to see some rock star egos eventually. I, I would hope not. I would <laughs> hope not. Um, we we try and tone it down. I mean, if you if you talk to any New Zealander, you will find that their their ego is pretty non-existent. Um, so yeah, but for us, I think it partially the way we were brought up, where we were brought up, has helped with that. That's awesome to hear. What about, do you guys feel as though you're getting past some of the obstacles that kind of stood in your way earlier on, the sort of stuff that people labeled as gimmicky? So for example, the obsession with your ages when you first started off being obviously incredibly young, musicians, talented and stuff like that. Now that seems to have kind of drifted away and now people are just focusing on the important thing, which is your music. Do you feel like you've got past some of those obstacles? Definitely. I mean, back in the day, um, there was a bit of, you know, like, I guess people not taking us seriously or, you know, kind of not giving us the opportunities that they would another band just purely because of our age. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like we've kind of established ourselves enough as a band for people to realize that we are kind of in this for the long haul and we aren't just, you know, some young kids messing around in the band room anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's actually funny when we released our kind of last set of press photos for this album cycle, um, there was a few people in comment sections going, where did that kid go? <laughs> and I was like, well, he's still there. He's just, you know, three years older. So, you know, people, people <laughs> do grow up and like, I mean, you still, even today, there's the occasional comment being like, oh, these guys are like 12 and they're only people only like them. And it's like, I, I think I've seen those comments like not even a year ago. And it's like, dude, you're up the wrong yeah. Yeah. It's like, I guess it's almost like um, growing up watching a child actor in your favorite TV show. And then suddenly he's in films, he's in a grown up adult, uh, adult. And it's just that adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the kid from Home Alone? That's a dramatic difference there. <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking of. Um, you, you guys, I mean, if there's any way you guys seem to thrive from at least my perspective, it's in the live environment. I still remember your blistering, absolutely blistering set, Bloodstock 2018. When you, uh, I don't even remember, you, you finished your set, the tent was rammed and um, people were chanting for one more song. And it seemed like you guys thought maybe you could do get away with doing one more song, but kind of got yanked off stage because of how quickly it rang. Mm. The connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, at festivals, it's like you do one more song, you're like the asshole band that doesn't care about the schedule. And if the schedule goes off, then the entire fucking festival gets whopped out of balance. <laughs> so I guess it's easier at... Um, like headline gigs but when you are you know playing on the on a bill with heaps of other bands sometimes it does make it 
difficult to give yeah. the fans what they want in that regard. And you make sure you never get booked on the festival again. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. But my God, that moment, I mean, the connection with that Ram 10, it was so easy to see and feel. Is it those connections that make you come so alive on stage? Absolutely, man. I mean, generally, the way it is for us, is the harder the crowd is going the harder we're going um and there is like this kind of feeding off of the crowd's energy that makes us go even harder on stage and I, I feel like that just bounces between the band and the crowd so when you do get a really awesome crowd like that it's just like all right let's go <laughs> it's, it's difficult not to go 120 percent when the crowd is no, absolutely. And, you know, from a crowd perspective, as someone who stands and watches, it's infectious to see the bands yourselves having fun up there and enjoying yourself. And that just spreads like wildfire throughout everyone. That's good to hear, man. So, guys, last one then. Um, considering we're talking about live, you have, oh my goodness me, an incredibly busy end of 2021 and into 2022, touring pretty much everywhere across the world with the mighty Gojira. I'm going to ask you something really obvious here. How stoked are you for these shows? Like, over the moon, mate. Over the moon. <laughs> um, Not even words for it. <laughs> Gojira, Gojira are definitely one of our favourite bands. Like, we absolutely love watching them uh, play and love listening to their music. And so for us to be able to actually get on the road with them and, you know, do an entire tour with them um i think is one it's going to be just awesome and two we're going to learn a lot as well because these guys are like some next level production and, mm. and just togetherness as a band um which i i don't see very often even with like big bands no, absolutely. Seen them live a few times. They're amazing. And what I love about your tour as well, particularly when you come to the UK, is you you guys will be going to be part of and playing in some venues that obviously you may not have experienced yet. For example, I'm in London. So next year you'll be playing in Alexandria Palace with Gojira. And that is, I don't know if you know it, it's quite a big ass room. <laughs> yeah, we like big ass rooms, so it should be it should be fun. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No That's worries, mate. It's been, been a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?